girls to another Shotcast with me, your host, Georgie Mena, staff writer from DualShockers.com. Joining me tonight is Mr. Ryan Meitzler, staff writer I, also from DualShockers.com. I, I, I lack a beard, so I'm not as sexy as George, unfortunately. It, it happens. It's something you have to try and, and, and practice, and, and <laughs> one day you'll, 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 you'll have all this, Ryan. You. Someday. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. Uh, I've been dying a lot, uh, as, as many other people have been in, in a certain game we're going to talk about uh, this show. So. Yes, yes, we're going to talk. <laughs> oh, man, are we going to talk about Bloodborne? Uh, yeah. But before that, Ryan, uh, there, there's some games coming out also. What's happening? Uh, yes, so there are new. So uh, if you're not stuck playing Bloodborne for the uh, for the entire next you know four months or however long it takes you to <laughs> actually beat that game, uh, there are new games coming out uh, within the next week. So the list of new games coming out for March 29th to April 5th, we have Dead or Alive 5 Last Round for PC, Bloodsports.tv for PC, Gurumin, a monstrous adventure for PC, Axiom Verge for PS4. Story of Seasons for 3DS. Whoa, Dave for PS4. I like the title of that one. That one's awesome. So, uh, Tukiden Kiwami for Vita and PS4. Uh, Neverwinter for Xbox One. MLB 15 The Show for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Son of Nor for PC, Linux, and Mac. Paperbound for PS4. Anna, the extended edition for PS3. Uh, Shadow Tower, the PS1 classic for PS3. Rack and Ruin for PS4. Run Sackboy Run for PS Vita. MX vs. ATV Untamed, PS2 Classic for PS3, RBI Baseball 15 for PS4, Tabletop Cricket for PS3, Doodle Kingdom for uh, PS Vita, Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures for Wii U, Box Boy for 3DS, and Underground for the Wii U. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going with uh, crick, uh, Tabletop Cricket. That, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> There hasn't been a good tabletop cricket game in ages, Ryan. I'm glad that they're finally... They're bringing it back. The they finally coming to the PlayStation 3 where it deserves they're, they're, they're bringing it back, yeah. I'm going to go with Whoa Dave just because that's an awesome title. <laughs> I have no idea about the game otherwise. But yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a light week. There's not really a whole lot, uh, you know. But then again, the last couple weeks have been very, very busy, so... Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to choose between uh, MLB The Show, which is always consistently awesome, and Axiom Verge, which is this amazing roguelike game up in... Uh, roguelike, uh, Metroidvania game I've been playing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the nod to Axiom Verge, because it is neat. And uh, don't mind the voices going on behind Ryan. Ryan, quickly explain what is happening <laughs> with our new, with our, with our intrepid uh, news editor, Giuseppe yeah. Novo. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm periodically checking my TV, so Giuseppe is uh, doing some experiments with uh, Bloodborne, where basically he's trying to see if he could take on the Cleric Beast, uh, both through remote play and through share play. So he did the remote play, and he successfully killed the Cleric Beast with that. Um, so actually, he's uh, used remotely accessing my PS4 right now to play Bloodborne. So if you hear blood-curdling screams and shouts <laughs> and stuff like that, uh, don't be alarmed. That's just uh, my PS4 in the background. So I'm just making sure that he doesn't lose connection. Or I mean, he's he's been dying a lot, but I'm not worried about that. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll take that as a neat little segue to talk about. Man, is Bloodborne really, really hard? <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing the game. Uh, I got it on launch, and I played it a little bit. Uh, I haven't been able to play a whole lot of it, um, just because of time and all that, but uh, I've been playing a little bit. I'm still mostly in the first area, so I'm still in the very beginning of the game. I know you've gotten farther than me, but uh, what do you think about the game so far, George? Um, I'm about uh, probably six to eight hours in. I'm at the uh, the 
Blood-Starved Wolf, I think. Which is uh, the, blood, the Blood-Starved Beast. I've heard yes, he's yes. very difficult. So. He, he, he is very difficult, but uh, what, I, what I actually like about Bloodborne is that it's the spiritual successor, successor to the Souls games. So the, what I like the most about, the, uh, about this game is the idea of it doesn't tell you anything. It, it gives you the rough gameplay mechanics on, hey, this, these weapons do this, you can transform your weapons, you can do this, blah, blah, blah. But outside of that, it is really just, okay, good luck, because that's all we're telling you. Yeah. So, so there, there's, um, and I've always been a little bit late to the party as far as like the Souls games are concerned, I'm always like a few months down the road. But man, it is exciting playing this game right when it comes out, because you have a whole community yeah. of people. It's almost like you're playing along with other people, trying to kind of crack this code and figure it out. So... The you know the boss that I'm on now, which is this giant crazy werewolf, and uh, kind of weird that like you know I've noticed a uh, kind of a trend uh, with uh, the PS4 exclusive games that they're they're some werewolves with the order. There's a lot of like I was say I uh, yeah there's a lot of lycanthropy uh, showing up in their games, but yeah, uh, that, yeah. That, that's a little weird. But thankfully we got a good game with werewolves, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. So uh, so I was gonna say so you've uh, so you've previously played the the other like Souls games. Like, yeah, you know, yeah 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 yeah. Because I'm actually I'm coming into it pretty new. Like I've uh, I've never played. I have Demon Souls and Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two. I haven't played them yet. Um, but I'm coming into Bloodborne pretty new. Like on the whole experience. So mm. you know. Um, but so far I've been like I know. I, like I didn't go into it blind. Um, you know, which I know. I feel like some people probably did. Uh, <laughs> and those those unfortunate souls that saw the commercials and thought, oh, this is like God of War, Devil May Cry, or whatever. And then they played it and they're like, oh no, this is not. Like it's very. You know, I I, uh, I feel bad for those people that probably might yeah. have went in blind, not knowing what it is. And... Yeah, and and from software didn't do anyone any favors by making the game easier. I mean, they did uh, they did a uh, mainstream some they did streamline some stuff. Like the inventory management is a lot easier. It's still cumbersome, but it's still way better yeah. than it was in a. Uh, uh, demons and Dark Souls, uh, but yeah, yeah. no, it's it's very much a Souls game. Meaning, if you hated Dark Souls, Demon Souls, you're you will not, not like gonna, you, you will not like Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, unless I, you're I, more into the kind of like the uh, the gothic horror setting of yeah. like you know because there's a lot of that and it's really neat looking. Like I, I think it's a fine looking game. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably the biggest thing that drew. Like even though I knew it was a Souls game, and I, I, I part of me was kind of like. Do I really want to go into this? Because I like you know the, the Souls games have such a reputation of being really challenging and really difficult, and you know I hadn't experienced those before. But you know Bloodborne, ever since we saw it last year when we, when I went to E3 to uh, you know and got to see it, you know I've been really looking forward to it. Like I think the the world looks really cool. Like the whole like like you said the whole Victorian kind of Gothic uh, setting, and uh, you know the ways that they've kind of changed up some of the gameplay elements from the previous games. So like you know before I played, I, kinda, I did my research just to kind of you know familiarize myself with Dark Souls and be like, okay, this is what you know these are what these games are like, and and you know and so far you know Bloodborne's been challenged, you know, been hard but not unfair. I think it, it's a very challenging game, but it's not it's not impossible to beat. It's a game that um, it, 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 you it, there's there's pattern recognition that's involved. So what happens is, uh, you know, it, the way it works is you encounter a new enemy. Chances are that new enemy will kill you. So then you start again at your little campfire. You go back and you're like, all right, I know it has this many moves. I know after every fourth strike it does a crazy flurry. I know it's a step back. So it basically comes you have to get used to enemies. It, 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 there's a lot of you facing something, getting killed, and you're like, all right, I know what it's going to do now. So at some point, if you keep getting killed, it's your own damn fault for not memorizing. It's you know, it's and it's hardcore in that sense because the boss fights are the same way. Where yeah. you first go into a boss fight, it just seems 
insurmountable that you're going to be able to beat this guy. And right. then the more you do it, the more you collect souls and slowly kind of grind up a bit. You start, you know, you can start predicting its tells, and you know, like, all right, I know to equip this lighter weapon so I can do a little roll, or uh, yeah, I, I need to manage my stamina a little bit better, and you know. So we're we're talking about that boss I'm on, which is the giant werewolf guy. So it's just kicking my ass. I'm 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 leveling up as as I'm like level thirty now. I'm just I can't figure him out. I'm swapping weapons, and you know some people have been able to beat him just by oh I can roll out of the way and blah blah blah. I I cannot. So you know so of course you go to the internet and like what are people saying blah blah. So so the cool thing is the the lack of explanation that the game gives you is. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what I like about it because there is that discovery where I, you know, reading online, someone says, "Hey, you know, you have these potions that say like blood cocktails or something," and basically it's just like a vial of blood that you throw that's completely useless, but it attracts. But when you read the description, attracts bloodthirsty beasts, and you're like, "Wait a minute, I think the boss I'm on is a bloodthirsty beast." But uh, yeah, let me answer that phone. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, no problem. One second. Yep. Son of a bitch. I live in a constant state of interruptions, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just do an edit point here. Like, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just do a cut. It's fine. Yeah, I'll, just, yeah, I'll, I'll cut yeah, it out. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what, what I end up doing, so what this item does, it attracts the attention of a bloodthirsty beast. So now in the boss fight, I can just throw it. It pulls the attention of the giant monster, and you can get a bunch of free shots on it. And I'm like, God damn it, this was easy. So I tried yeah. it, and I got him down to almost like a sliver of health, and I got like distracted by like a loud noise or something, and like just took my focus away for a split second, Ryan, and he killed me. And now I ran out of those cocktails to throw, so I have to like grind out some cash to buy more of those so I can distract it again. But at least now I have a plan, and, and I'm taking down this goddamn stupid werewolf. <laughs> it, it's a game that frustrates you to no end, but you kind of keep it, 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 it knocks you down a lot, and it just kind of says yeah. like, "No, you, you, this is this is how I am," and you're like, "No, I can beat you." And that that sati- the sense of satisfaction you get when you take down a boss, like uh, when uh, when I took down the cleric beast finally, and uh, if you were watching my last episode of Joystick with George, man, did he kick my butt! And yeah. it was one of those things where I must have been playing that game for at least a few hours, and I was gonna be tired. And that's a good game if you're if you're a few hours in, just put it down for like a night. 
and then go back at it with like fresh eyes, and that's what I did. I woke up the next morning. I'm like, let me try it. Very first try, I took I took like one blood potion, and uh, yeah, that was it. I just I killed him. I was like on fire, Ryan. I like I was I was like Neo in the Matrix. I was like, it, I'm beating you. Yeah, it, I think the game the game definitely like again like because I'm I'm coming at it you know pretty new to the, the Souls games. Like it definitely has a very different mentality than most other games, especially mm. games like because actually I'll talk about this later. But I play also played through the Order this weekend. Mm. Um, you know, it, compared to that, which is a heavily linear, like, very, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you just go along a path and you do whatever you need to do to, to complete it. Like, Bloodborne is very, you know, focused on self-discovery and, like, you know, you just exploring and figuring out new paths. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially because, like, you know, I'm still kind of in that central Yarnam area, so I'm, mm-hmm. like, going around trying to find shortcuts that I can use to get around the, the map a little bit easier uh, or find ways to like kind of loop around enemies if I have to. Which is a very um, Demon Souls approach where yeah. you go through an area then after hours and hours you're like, oh, what's this little gate? And then you feel like it's this massive shortcut that you can use to cut through that whole area. And yeah, man, and that I, stuff makes you feel amazing when you discover it. Right, and then also the other things too, like figuring out how to use the visceral attack. So you can do like the sort of, you use your gun to uh, counter enemy attacks so that way you can do like a really like powerful special move that can like, that can do a ton of damage to like, especially some of the other, like the really big enemies like can do like, you know, can really help out. And even in boss fights too, like they're really helpful because they can do a ton of damage to the some of the bosses too. Um, you know, so again, it's, it's kind of like, I think the best comparison I've been able to think of the game is, uh, I watched the movie Whip, uh, Whiplash recently, uh, which had <laughs> the, the very stern, uh, bossy music teacher. I feel like Bloodborne's kind of the video game equivalent of that, where, you know, there's the one scene <laughs> in Whiplash where he slaps the kid and keeps saying, faster, slower, faster, slower. I feel like Bloodborne's kind of like that, where it just, like, it just keeps slapping you over and over again and telling you, okay, you're not doing this right, now do it again. Oh, you didn't do it right again, do it again. And, like, it's stern, and it's hard, and a lot of Bloodborne is just going to be demoralizing and, like, mm-hmm. feel terrible. But it keeps you going, and when you, when you finally do take down that boss or you, you get past that challenge or whatever, it feels so gratifying and rewarding. And that's what I feel like is, like, the secret sauce of this game. Yeah. And it's great. So. But, I mean, it's it's still such a niche title because I've pretty much given your explanation to other people, you know, maybe some casual gamers were just like, yeah, that's not really for me. Oh, you know, what's this Bloodborne game you're, you're, you're playing? I'm explaining, oh, this game's going to kick your ass, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, why would I want to play a game that hard? That makes no sense. I, yeah. I like to have fun. It, it definitely, like, I think, like, that that was my, like, kind of reaction to people, like, especially, like, when uh, Dark Souls 2 came out last year, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, I, I would be watching a lot of people playing it, and I would read, uh, I think, uh, yeah, one of our writers was reviewing it at the time, and, like, I was, like, why would anyone want to play this? But then as I was watching it and kind of understanding more about it, I'm, like, okay, I kind of, like, I see the appeal of it. Like, it's it's difficult, but it, it's it's in a rewarding, challenging way. Um, yeah, and, you know, just, and, and, and there's just not many games like that that are just, like... I think, that don't give a shit about you. Like they just said, yeah. no, this is this is our game. Deal with deal with it how hard it is. And it's interesting because I feel like of how of how hard that Sony is pushing this game as like, you know, one of their big AAA exclusive titles. And it's interesting because like it doesn't feel like you know, like like compared to the order, it feels completely different. And mm. you know, like you said, like, you know, the, the from software's games are a very niche genre. So like I'm kinda wondering, like I'm I'm kinda curious to see where the game stands next month, like in terms of like NPD sales and yeah, like you right. know, the reaction, like because I'm kind of curious to see like if maybe this is the game that's going to help kind of break those games more into the mainstream. And, yeah, because you know. it's it's very much one of those games where you'll know whether you'll love it or hate it within the first 15 minutes of it, 
and and if they're pushing this to be a big, you know, PS4, like you know, and pushing this up and this far, and, uh, the way we're seeing kind of the marketing push for it, they're making this to be one of the tentpole PS4 games, which great, because man, it PS4 needs some tentpole games right now. Yeah, because you know, I will stand firm that I just did not find the order that much fun. I mean, it's a gorgeous-looking game, but it was just kind of, eh, all right, it looks like a nice Saturday rental, but not... Right. But, and also, but, especially, especially coming so soon after the uh, announcement of Uncharted 4 being delayed, mm-hmm. and, you know, putting Sony in a situation where it's like, well, you know, they may not have a lot of exclusives coming by the end of the year, so, you know, this this is probably one of the... Hopefully one of those games that has some legs and that will mm-hmm. kind of keep the system going for a few months, especially through like until the next big releases come out. Yeah, and that's my biggest concern because this is going to be a, this is going this is a good month for the PS4 release of like Axiom Verge. Uh, you also have uh, you know MLB The Show, which is an, another fantastic game coming out. But like I said, all very kind of niche titles because you know not everyone's a baseball fan. Even though this is maybe the best baseball game ever, like I said, if you have no interest in baseball, that 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 statement is meaningless to you. Or you know even Axiom Verge, if you're not a, if you're not a fan of Metroidvanias, this game is kind of useless to you. They're they're kind of missing that. That really huge mass appeal game, which was right. you know, which was supposed to be the or you know, which I assume was the order, but like I said, was a little disappointing. <laughs> so but, uh, so that Blood game Born is usually uncharted. The, yeah, so Bloodborne is obviously the mass appeal game, which is like this, <laughs> the scariest thing to say because this game is so like you know, because like De- you know, like Demon Souls and Dark Souls and all them have been growing more popular lately. Mm. But I, you know, again, they're still very much a niche genre, and you know, that's kind of one of the things with reviews that. You know, with reviews of games, not that I've, like, taken a problem with, but it's just, like, you know, a lot of reviews, most people that are reviewing the game have already been familiar with Dark Souls. Or, like, you know, I feel like most sites, when they when they were reviewing this game, were putting, like, their Souls experts on this game. So they're right. kind of pre- preaching to the choir a little bit. So it's tough to judge, I think, how people that are new to the series will like this game. I've mm-hmm. been loving it so far. Yeah. So, But, again, like, it's, it's hard to get that perspective, I think, when... Most people that are looking at this game are looking at through. Oh, I've I've spent 400 hours in all the previous Souls games, and you know, like aced all of them. So. Yeah, and I would not be you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone just looking at Bloodborne just says, yeah, I don't think this game's for me. Which yeah. that's a totally valid argument because, like I said, the Souls games are not for everyone. That was a game that grew from word of mouth because it was some you know it was something different and it was you know it was yeah. something challenging and. and- and like you said before, like um, you know, like uh, how you're excited to join in the game just as it's coming out because like mm-hmm. such a big part of these games, um, you know, that I've been seeing, especially with Bloodborne, is that it is very community focused because mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's kind of in this together because yeah. we're all trying to like, figure out, okay, these are you know there are enemies around here, be careful, and, like leaving notes for each other so that way you can warn other people or troll other people too, yeah. however, depending what, on playing the game. What so. what does insight do? I remember I, mean, I was getting like a good two three hours and I was getting insight and I'm like I don't know what this is for. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. I had that item when I tweeted out. I'm like, Ryan, what the hell's a hunter's mark? And you explained it to me, and I was like, oh, that's dumb. I don't want that. And <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we should also also talk about the big difference on here uh, as opposed to Souls games. There's no shield. This is, yeah. this is a uh, very there is, there is there is a shield. It's just it, not a shield you'd want to use. <laughs> it is it is a there is a shield in the game, but it's clearly a joke shield. Because that game is all about dodging and parrying, as you know, and and I, clearly they. That was their criticism about people who would play with a sword and shield character or, like, a heavy armor character with a shield because basically what you would do is you would just stick your shield out and you'd wait for the enemy to hit you and then it's a game of just countering, countering. This one is more offensively focused where it's like, no, 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 you dive in. Like, when they hit you, you can get your health back uh, momentarily by hitting them right back and getting that timing, which I think is, like, really neat because that saved my life a lot in boss fights when... 
Yeah, I it's do. A I huge do. chunk of your health, and you're just kind of like, I need to go back in there. And it's like, oh, you yeah. can go get your health back, or you mistimed it, now you're dead. It is a very, like, so far, like, I'm really liking the combat system a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually, like, one of the things, because uh, I'm a huge Devil May Cry fan, so the game kind of appealed to me that way, where it is very, like, you know, it's obviously, like, Bloodborne's not as fast as Devil May Cry, but I feel mm-hmm. like it has a lot of those same kind of elements of it, um, you know, but... Uh, I do like that the combat system is very like it, it forces you to be aggressive because right. you know you can't you can't pussy out basically is yeah. like you can't you can't wimp out. Um, yeah, you can't you know, hide it, behind a shield. You know you can't just right. like, all right I need to reevaluate. It's like it's, no no they're coming at you just keep rolling but you're gonna run a stamina you gotta hit him back eventually. Every, yeah every every combat scenario I kind of find myself in like risk reward situations where it's like mm-hmm. well okay you know like if I take these guys on I can get a lot of blood echoes but I could also <laughs> die and lose all of them. Uh, but also, or in other situations where it's like, well, I'm low on health, but if I can get a couple more stat, you know, swings in, like while I have the chance, I can get most of my health back and recover, or you know, back away and and use some blood vials, and you know, it, it's con- the game constantly forces you into those types of situations, uh, good or bad. I think probably my most hilarious death that I've had so far was actually I was in the sewers of Central Yarnam, and you know, there's like those like uh, kind of ledge areas that are like you know connected by bridges across the way. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. taking out some of those wolf guys, and like I nearly killed the guy. All of a sudden. He smacked me with his sword. I fell off the ledge, <laughs> fell into the valley of rats below, and then six rats just converged on me and just ate me to death. I, had I, was, so, I was so mad, but I was like, you know what? That was a beautiful death. I can't be mad at this game because I had messed up so hard. Like It was great. I fall to my death, and then just rats just come all over me. And it was like... <laughs> I had that happen. There's a giant pig in the sewers down there where you can find him in this oh, corridor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I figured out if you roll past him and punch him in the butt... It's like his weak spot, and he literally just like stabs him in the butt, and he dies. And I was like, "Oh yeah. man, I was, I was super stoked." And I went back to climb the ladder. I was like, "Oh, let, let me go back to the uh, let me go back to the camp fire, uh, the campsite. Maybe like turn in these blood echoes." Okay, I, I hate calling them blood echoes because they're souls. Like it's a souls. Like yeah, can we just well, call them souls? A lot of people have been calling them blockos or blockos or like <laughs> like an like uh, amalgamation of them. But yeah, actually, I funny. I actually, I I. I got to the sewer with the pig, and I saw the pig coming down the tunnel, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I was so, like, terrified of it <laughs> to see this big, fat thing coming toward me, and I killed him my first try, and I was like, oh, sweet, that was awesome. It was so, yeah. funny, because I actually, well, before I fought him, there was a note that was on the ground, and I read it, and the note just said, beware of fatty, as the pig was coming down <laughs> to fight me. It was great. So, yeah, so I killed this fucking pig, and I'm like, all right, awesome. So I go back, and I forget to kill these crows... They're uh, perched yeah. up there, and they just kind of drop down. So before I get up the ladder, this crow comes down, just knocks me on my ass. I'm like, oh my god, all right, let me get. And then he just keeps pecking at me and pecking at me. And before I knew it, I'm dead. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> and I must have lost like twelve thousand blood echoes. And I was like, yeah, that's the that's the worst. We actually one of our uh, one of our, our regular readers, Dalo R, he uh, he posted a funny tweet where he said, I just lost a hundred and forty thousand blood echoes in Bloodborne. And I just I just responded back like I just couldn't believe it. Like I would be I would stop playing the game I think at that point if I did that. So, but yeah, that that is a game though. If you if if you get comfortable or a little cocky, that game will make you pay for it because that is a game oh, yeah. if you're not paying attention. The most basic of enemies could just stomp on you. Because that like game, I said, you don't have that shield, you don't have that armor. It's just like, no, if you're not paying attention, one or two good hits and you are done. That that game keeps you on your on your toes the entire time because like, you know, the mo- I feel like the moment any time I've gotten cocky or be like, yeah, I got this, something <laughs> and I just I just I just sit back down as soon as that happens. So 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 how far did you get? Did you get the Kirk hammer yet? No, I'm still like I haven't had a lot of time this week to play it, so I'm still like in the I haven't oh. even beaten Cla- I, haven't, I haven't beaten Cleric Beast yet. So. Oh, so but I have I have seen some of the the weapons though. Okay, wait, so you're in Central Yarnum, right? Yeah. 
Did you get the flamethrower? No. Do you know where it is? No. It's you know <laughs> you know you know the campsite? Yes. Right in front there is a red lantern window that you can talk to. If you keep talking to that guy, he's a sick dude and he just says, "Well, I don't need this anymore" and hands you a flamethrower. Oh, okay. That's pretty Which cool. Which is all it's it it, it 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 chews through uh, werewolves like the the smaller guys and any okay. guys who are like kind of hulked out. It, uh, oh my god, it destroys their health. But I think you need to have high uh, blood tinge in order to use it. Okay. So yeah, and that's another thing. I have no idea what this, all these other abilities do outside of. St- I'm just going going off like Soul's memory. I was like, all right, I need strength. Yeah. <laughs> I need stamina, and maybe some vitality. Yeah, that's. Next- I I have been focusing mainly on strength and vitality as my main things. The other stats I really, again, like I have no idea, I'm just kind of like trying to evenly like, I, yeah. I started off doing the military veteran uh, mm-hmm. build, which which gives you like more of an emphasis on strength and stamina so I figured that was a good way to go You're not doing waste of skin? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, no, uh, strength and vitality, just to get my health and my strength yeah. up a bit but, so. but the thing no, is, I, I would not do waste of skin because I'm not that I don't hate myself that much so. and, the, and the thing is, if you don't put points into arcane either it, it, you have lower discovery and discovery lets you uh, the, the rate of items that you get when you kill people so if you have a high uh, right. high arcane, it gives you high discovery. It means, you know, you'll get plenty of blood vials, plenty of um, Molotov cocktails, Molotov, just yeah. other random kind of things like blood shards to use to upgrade. Like really cool. But, oh man! But once you get that Kirkhammer, it is awesome because all the weapons transform. So the Kirkhammer, you know, one 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 mode is just hey, it's a sword. Ooh, da, da, da. Mode two is he takes a sword, snaps it into a giant sledgehammer. And all your moves just take almost like all your stamina, but they just like completely knocks people down. And the charge yeah. on that alone, he literally like lifts himself off the ground in order to smash it down. Like it is so cartoony. It is it is it is just fan freaking tastic. Yeah, I will say the weapon the weapons are probably one of my favorite parts of the game so far because there are some <laughs> really cool weapons. Yeah. Like I started off just using the the saw cleaver as like my favorite. Um, I love the threaded yeah. cane. Uh, I love that it turns into like the little chain whip. Like from yeah, it's from uh, it basically reminds me of that. But also, like I liked, uh, I know that there, there's one weapon I think a little later on that's like a spear and a rifle sort of combination. So it has like a shotgun like in it, so you can like hit people from a range. But then like if you're if you're out of stamina and like need to like get a, one last shot in, you can like <laughs> make it into a shotgun and just blow someone away. It's pretty cool. So so good. Yeah, so it's. Good. It is, yeah. I mean, like again, like I haven't had much time to play, but like every time I have played, I've really been enjoying it, and I keep. I it's funny because like even like when I'm you know doing work or whatever, like I'm I'm like going on to like look at like you know Bloodborne mm-hmm. like streams, uh, you know from from friends, uh, going online to try and find tips. Like it's one of those games that really like gets you invested, and you're trying no. to like find every secret that it has. Yeah, and and that's good because I mean it's it's been a while since uh, and 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 uh, what I feel like this is gonna take some little some. Uh, some wind out of the sails of uh, Dark Souls 2 coming out on uh, PS4 and Xbox One, uh, the remat, you know, that Sins of uh, the First Scholar. That kind of uh, scholar, scholar of the First Sin, yeah. Okay, I yeah. I actually don't know if it'll really do that. I feel like it'll actually, like, I think releasing it so soon after Bloodborne is actually, like, pretty good because I feel like people that playing Bloodborne might, you know, like, especially newcoming people might mm-hmm. want to go, you know, go back and be like, oh, hey, let me try out some of these other games and, like, you know, dark, having Dark Souls 2 right there, you know, in a new remastered version is, That's I feel like it's going to appeal more to more to newcoming people than maybe, yeah. like, people that have already played it, so. Yeah, especially people who are just like, I want knights and shields and stuff. I'm like, yep, that, that's got that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but also a fantastic game. Uh, all right, I think we're done with Bloodborne. Uh, who's reviewing? I think Giuseppe's working on the review for that. 
Yeah, Giuseppe is reviewing it. Yeah, uh, he's, he's uh, he's doing yeah, some he's, weird video share play experiments. He's still, yeah, he's he's still going. He's he's on. Uh, he did like his fourth attempt at the uh, the cleric. <laughs> he hasn't seen it yet. He's 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 the valiantly trick, trying. Use so. the hunter's axe. Yeah, I know the axe is like really. He's using the because the charge because its charge attack stuns him. Yeah, yeah. So but, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of that going on where it's just like people are just like, oh no no no, you got to use this weapon and and yeah, he, he's and uh, he has like fire. I'm like, oh my god, all this, yes. Like, yeah, he's he's doing the review. Uh, we got our review copy late, so he's taking his time with it a little bit, especially because it's a big game. Mm-hmm. So you know, but uh, so you'll see the review probably in the near future. But uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for Bloodborne. Uh, I've also been playing, uh, like I said, it's been a really, it's going to be a nice, good two weeks for the PS4. Uh, Axiom Verge came out, which is this kind of uh, Metroidvania, you know, 8-bit. It, it looks like Super Metroid. I, it, like, when you look at it at a glance yeah. and you're, like, not really paying attention, like, is that Super Metroid? Like, no, that's not. You play it some does guy, look like it, yeah. Yeah, you, you play some weird scientist guy named Trace with mutton chops, and I was just like, you have terrible sideburns. How are you a scientist? <laughs> But um, but yeah, great game, and I'm not usually one for Metroidvanias. I you know, th- you kind of lose so much time backtracking. But in this game, the backtracking is a lot of fun because the the setting that you're in is really cool. And you know, you're a scientist, you do some weird experiment, you blow up, and you show up in this weird alien world. And like, I love all the enemy designs because they all look like, you know, when like you see like Discovery Channel and they go like to the like the ocean bed. You know the seabed, and they see all these weird, kind of looking fish monster guys. That's what all the monsters feel like in uh, Axiom Verge. Like they don't, they all yeah. have this weird, uh, like crustacean, but also kind of look like buttholes. Like it's really weird. <laughs> and is that, is that the box quote of the game right there? Yes, I, like I, so. they do. I mean, I, I in the in the video I did, I I went against two bosses, and they all kind of had like butthole faces. Like they just felt like scrunched up here, and I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I sense a theme. But it's a lot of fun, and like I said, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's coming off playing Bloodborne, because it's a good kind of palate cleanser, because I find this one being very low stress, where if you die, nothing really happens, you just go back to a checkpoint. There's no no currency to lose, there's no one to make you feel bad, it's just, you die, try again, not a big deal. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging that game so far, and... Uh, I, I, who knew? I was like, <laughs> who knew? I had space in my heart for another Metroidvania. It, you know, it, it made me really miss Super Metroid when I was playing it. Like, I got really nostalgic because even uh, the color palette's quite is almost similar. It's you know, there, there's a lot of deliberate design choices to make people feel like they're playing Super Metroid, which is a great game. And I just love all the weapons. Like, you know, there's yeah. lightning weapons, there's weapons that blow up. You get weapons that turn enemies into like platforms, which is really cool. And there's a lot of room for exploration because, you know, and we talked about, uh, and I mentioned in the video, you know, one of my favorite games, Batman Arkham Asylum, is a Metroidvania. There's, you know, there's a door I can't go through. I need C4. I got C4. Let me go all the way back to that door and blow it up. But (laughs) but they dressed it up nicely enough where you're just kind of like, oh, you don't even realize you're playing a Metroidvania. It's just, that's Batman figuring stuff out. And and, and you kind of get that same vibe. You remember it's like, oh, like, Oh, I got a drill that can break through blocks. Oh, I remember early in the game, in this in this room by the safe point, there's a room with nothing but blocks I can drill through. So yeah, you you end up doing a lot of backtracking, and there's this kind of like Castlevania Symphony of the Night kind of map to it, which is like bluesy. Red is a boss room, blue is a safe point, and all the spaces in between, and really cool. And uh, I'm 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 really digging it, and I'm I'm happy because I man, I was playing a I was playing weeks of just bad games for a while, man, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> that Bloodstorm and that Dynasty Warriors. Eight Empires, which my review is probably going up sometime soon. But man, those are, not, 
Those take are not out, good games. <laughs> yeah, you take out all your aggression on Bloodborne and uh, you know and Axiom Verge uh, yeah. for those games. So. Yeah, I had I had the Resident Evil. I had Resident Evil Revelations two kind of transition me where it's like, oh, this is a fun Resident Evil game. That's weird. And uh, yeah, and I think uh, I I think I reviewed all four episodes, so they should be up. Uh, really cool. I I like the six dollar episode approach. Like I, they found the right price for a new Resident for someone who's like Resident Evil fatigued. Yeah, that is a good proposition for me. It's like, hey, you want to play some Resident Evil? Only six dollars. Don't 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 worry. It's not sixty. It's only in there a couple hours each episode, and yeah. and you get to play as Barry. You like Barry, right? He, <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't drove you nuts yet, right? You're like, no, no, no. I like Barry. But yeah, very very cool game. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I was like, you know what? The, the, this style and it, you know it was an experiment that Capcom was doing with this uh, episodic content where it's like every right, yeah. every week a new episode for a month, and I was like that. To me, that works out really well because, like I said, Resident Evil never had the best story. And when you take a game like six, nope. that was like thirty <laughs> hours long, and you're just kind of like, I, 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 if I hear Wesker and Neo Umbrella one more time, I'm gonna kill myself. So you manage to work your way out of that, and and I like that. You know, two hours, nice little self-contained story, and this big overarching story of you have to find an overseer who, by the by, turns out to be Wesker's sister. And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, they, uh... They, they yeah. don't want to, there's some things they won't let go at Capcom and they are just nope. obsessed with Wesker. It, it's all it's all Wesker all the time. So mm-hmm. but yeah, actually I, I uh yeah, I want to jump into uh, Revelations too cuz I, I really loved uh the original Revelations. Mm-hmm. And when they said they were going in the episodic direction, you know, with 2, I thought that was cool because you know, like uh in the original Re- uh, Revelations, they kind of did that approach a little bit where they broke up everything into like, you know, small chunks and they would always do like a previously on Resident Evil Revelations sort mm-hmm. of thing. So like so they had that kind of structure you know, to see them go through with it in Revelations too is pretty cool. Uh, I was actually Res- Revelations. I was kind of waiting. I I didn't play uh, any of the episodes yet. I wanted to wait until they were all out, um, which is not normally how I do episodic games. I usually play them as they come out. Um, right. For some reason, this one I just wanted to wait. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to jump in, and I'm glad that uh, you know that the they went with that approach. Yeah, um, and, and and they're good. Like I said, I'm I'm the biggest Resident Evil critic. And yeah. I, hold on. I, one, hold on one second. Giuseppe's uh, calling. <laughs> The riot. I beat the cleric beast. I'm playing on the tube. Also, my Giuseppe impression is uh, Count Chocula. But yeah, Resident Evil. Check it out. No worries, Ryan. It's not like we're broadcasting or anything. There he is, our our non-sleeping Tokyo-based news editor, Giuseppe Nova. (laughs) Doing the hard experiments for you, the loyal reader. So yeah, if I, I'm sorry, I was just taking this moment to just really listen into what Giuseppe's saying. But it looks like they're going into share play. Uh, he's going to try to beat the cleric beast while using share play. And uh, Ryan's been reporting that he's he, he's not been successful in defeating said cleric beast, but the game's been holding up somewhat well. Hey, hey Giuseppe, can you hear me? 
Oh, uh, so I'm trying to do share play, but it says the connection's too low and it won't be able to start. Because he's 3,000 miles away. It's giving me that message. It's not letting me. He's across an ocean. Um, does it matter if I am the host of the party or no? Is that does that not does that not matter? Okay. All right. I'll leave this one and start a new one. Yeah, uh, it's still giving me too low. It's actually worse this time. Yeah. Well, welcome back, Ryan. Sorry, some technical issues with our, uh, <laughs> our share play experiment. The connection dropped, so no worries. Welcome back. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Resident Evil. It's 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 not bad. If you have any interest yeah. in Resident Evil whatsoever, definitely check it out. Yep. Yep. But uh, Ryan, you wanna uh, anything you anything you were playing that you wanna talk about? What you reviewed recently? Uh, actually, on the topic of episodic games, uh, I, ha I am in the process of reviewing it. I just finished uh, the second episode of Life is Strange, uh, which is from Square Enix and Don't Not Entertainment. Uh, I think you got to you got to talk with them at PAX East, right? Uh, about the second episode, or yeah, yeah. I even got to see uh, a little bit of the second episode and see the 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 hard decisions you have to make, like deciding to go with a uh, bacon waffle or. Uh, Oh, a, a, a bacon omelet or a Belgian waffle? Yeah, the, there most, you go. the most critical decision of the episode so far. Uh, I went with the bacon omelet, but we'll we'll see how that plays out in the <laughs> later episodes. If <laughs> if I get haunted at the at the very end of the game, it's going to come down to this crucial decision, and then it's like, shit, it was in the Belgian waffle. Like, <laughs> should have got the waffle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like the episode. Um, yeah, so I, I finished the second episode, and uh, I'm going to be reviewing that uh, hopefully the next uh, next day or two. That should be a review for it. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the series a lot so far. It's definitely it's nice. You know, it's nice. Um, you know, because we've had. Oh, sorry. Hold on, Giuseppe just came back in. I'll be right back. Sorry. No <laughs> No worries, we're just doing a podcast, not a big deal. Uh, to be fair, I'm usually the one that gets interrupted, and they, they usually get edited out, but uh, I'm usually in the middle of the sentence and the phone starts to ring. On my end. That's fine, I'll be, that's okay, I'll be home again tomorrow night, so we can try again tomorrow. No, it's okay. I mean, say it helps me out because now I know what to do. So, but uh, yeah, we can do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow night, same time works for me. That's no, okay. Yeah, 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 mine's okay. Bye.
we'll try again tomorrow. Bye. Alright, I'm back, and we're going to try again tomorrow because uh, technical issues, so... But uh, it, it was it was good while it lasted. So. <laughs> it happens, man. So uh, Life is Strange, good so far? Uh, have her, yeah, yeah. Uh, have her... Uh, it, and I tried to get a... Um, I brought a... Uh, when I was talking to the developer, and I was hinting, I'm like, hey, you know, uh, her name's Sam, right? Sam or Max? Um, Max. Max, okay. And yeah. I'm like, it seems like Max getting a little bit more of a handle of her powers. Like, at some point... You know, and she can only control like a couple of minutes in time. I was like, at some point, will she be able to go back days, years, and blah blah blah? And he was like, "You're going to have to wait and see," because he's a friend. <laughs> but uh, um, <clears throat> that is something actually that is kind of addressed a little. I I, I can't <clears throat> since it is an episodic, very story based game. I can't really say all out without spoiling. Um, you know, but I will say I feel like, uh, especially toward the end of this episode, there are a lot of moments. I think that really there's, there's a moment in particular that I think you know kind of addresses that. Um, and, you know, I feel like, honestly, like, that's, like, the best part of this episode is it has a really great ending. Uh, but, again, I can't say anything without spoiling. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I, I'm I'm liking where they're taking up the series so far, um, you know, especially because it is, like, a, an original story versus, like, you know, I know a lot of people compare that to the Telltale games because it does play very similarly to, the, to mm-hmm. those. Um, you know, but the fact, like, you know, but Telltale games, they're mostly relying on, you know, uh, previous, you know, uh, genres and franchises that we know of, so we kind of have an idea of sometimes where things are going, even though most of them are, like, original stories, but, like, you know, where this is, like, it's a completely original story, a completely original setting, um, you know, but, uh, you know, and, you know, the first episode had to do a lot of setup and things like that, but this one kind of gets the the story moving a little bit, Um, you know, but again, you kind of go into... um, the, the two main kind of stories that you have in this episode are, like, with uh, Max and Chloe, her best friend, and, and uh, the whole episode is basically, like, a, there's a lot of moments with Chloe trying to t- kind of test Max's powers, so... Like, yeah, I saw that. There's, there's a really great scene in the diner where... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the exact same one. So there's a good scene in the diner where uh, there's a whole series of events that play out, and Chloe kind of challenges you, okay, so remember these scenes, then rewind time, then predict the future, basically. So you have to kind of watch for a couple minutes as these, like you know, little scenes play out, and you have to try and remember, okay, she drops her mug there, and then, like, you know, the jukebox starts playing the song or whatever. So it's a really cool, like, those kind of moments are really cool and show, I feel like, with the time-rewinding mechanic, like, you know, how, how cool it is, especially for this type of game. Um, you know, and then the other side of it is, um, you know, there's a whole storyline involving the student named Kate Marsh who's going through this kind of... Um, pretty, like, dark situation where basically, uh, you know, she ends up with these uh, kind of incriminating, uh, this incriminating video of her that goes online, um, you know, and, and it deals with a lot of these things that, you know, people like Max's age have to deal with, especially in this time now, where, you know, like, uh, abuse and bullying and depression and, like, a lot of really serious issues, but I feel like it handles them very yeah. well. Don't Snapchat nudes, kids. You're better yeah. than me. <laughs> Basically. But, yeah, I feel like that those are the things that I've found really interesting. Um, and the, 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 the game handles, for the most part, really well. A couple, like, the episode still has kind of the funky, like, the, the teen lingo is still a little weird <laughs> to me. Like, some of the writing still, like, kind of feels a little awkward. And it, it's kind of hard and challenging to do right. Like, it, it always is going, you know, because, like, when they say, like, you know, Hella and the social medias and, like, some of the those lines, it still kind of feels a little weird. Um, but Max as a character is really good, and especially her relationship with Chloe is, is really interesting. So, Awesome. 
But uh, but yeah, that I'm actually looking forward to because I'm I'm a sucker for just teenage drama. Like I was like, it's Degrassi with superpowers. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> so I'm all about that. And uh, all right, cool. So uh, and I think you also did uh did Game of Thrones. Uh, good, bad. Uh, I did actually. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but uh, I did uh, Tales from the Borderlands and I did Game of Thrones. So I did both of the the recent uh, Telltale episodes. But uh, yeah, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, I feel like, is finally starting to come into its own. Mm-hmm. I felt like the first episode was a little shaky. Like, there were some technical issues and just yeah. some of the ways they kind of took the story, I thought, were a little, you know, a little, like, on a rocky start. But mm-hmm. uh, episode three, I thought, was so far maybe the best episode so far of the series, which is good, uh-huh. especially because it's, it's halfway through the halfway through the season. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of has to and be... there's a dragon, power. yes. like uh, There is a dragon. It's very exciting. And it's moving at a brisk clip too, as far as like uh, running parallel with the TV show, because you get to the uh, you, you you start with the the red wedding. We're at the purple wedding, and there, there's dragons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, those, those, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up, like especially the purple wedding in this case. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm kind of. It was those. That's one of the parts of the game I was hoping they wouldn't quite do as much as referencing stuff from the TV show and like you know because mm-hmm. they kind of have to like especially because like the purple wedding you don't see Joffrey at all this episode and when they do have the purple wedding all the stuff happens off screen yeah and I feel like it, you know I know it's their kind of way of not interfering with the canon of the TV show and the ha- and the events happening there but I kind of yeah. wish that they would just kind of go more in their own direction and do their mm-hmm. own story rather than trying to like play with the, the, the show timeline. But yeah, like, yeah. Oh no, this character was there, but he was all the way down there on the other thing. That's why you didn't see him yeah. in the show. And it's like, oh, and, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it's a little goofy, especially because I feel like cause pe- a lot of people I know that have uh, asked me about this uh, series have asked me if, you know, if, if they can play it if they haven't uh, watched the, the, the show or read the books. And I said, I say no, because... No. The game relies so heavily on the the story of the TV show that if you mm. haven't watched it at all, you're not going to really follow what's happening. So, um, you know, but the, yeah, I mean, otherwise the episode was really good, and I feel like they're finally starting to uh, to come into their own. Like Garrett's storyline is getting really interesting, and like his his uh, you know stuff that he's doing at Castle Black is finally mm. kind of starting to have some some meaning to yeah. the other the other storylines going good, on. Good finale too for his. Yeah, show. really really good finale. Um, John Snow, maybe the only time I actually like John Snow. <laughs> I've always loved John Snow, even if he knows nothing, he's still great. But uh, I still love. Uh, just... I still, I still. Uh, I think Mira's storyline is still my favorite because I feel like it's the most. Uh, you know, it kind of deals with the politics of Game of Thrones mm. the most, and it has some of the most interesting decisions, especially this episode because you're kind of forced into a situation where it's like, well, either I have to, you know, obey uh, Marjorie and not piss her off. Or I have to sacrifice this opportunity I have with Tyrion to mm. save my family, and so you're kind of forced between like serving the crown or serving your family, and that's right. you know kind of that that's what makes Game of Thrones kind of tick. Um, the only storyline I'm still having, or, and also uh, Asher Asher storyline in Essos is picking up too, because I mean yes. dragons, you know, there's that. Yeah. Why not? But, uh, well, which is really his is the most like kind of actiony uh, parts of the the series, but it's really fun. The only storyline I'm still kind of having trouble with is Roderick's um, and the family at Ironrath because basically every week it's just come down to the White Hills pissing on the the foresters every yeah. week, and just kind of someone coming in and. It, it reminds me of kind of like Theon Greyjoy during a TV show where it's like, well, let's see how much he gets tortured today, and it's like, yeah. all right, we're back to Ironrath to see how miserable their lives are. It's kind of becoming White Hill of the week where it's like there's a new White Hill every week. <laughs> you know and and just making their lives miserable and because every the problem like i wouldn't mind it as much if like you know but the problem is every situation is playing out the same way where it's like white hill comes in forester stands up to them and then they have to choose well do i let the white hill beat me up or do i stand up and get killed and that's basically what's happening Mm. every time but uh yeah otherwise i think like i'm i'm 
glad the story is moving forward a little bit, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Right on. And yep. uh, all right, let's move, let's move on to some news, Ryan. Uh, let's cover something that came that happened last week uh, with our good friend Hideo Kojima. They, yes. they <laughs> why, why are they taking his name off Metal Gear? Um, well, recent reports were saying that, uh, and I don't know whether we can really say that there are rumors or reports or like you know, because I feel like nothing's been officially really confirmed yet. Mm. Um, but basically, uh, everything was coming down to that uh, there were stirrings that Kojima would be leaving Konami. Um, yeah. Was basically what it comes down to. Yeah, so. The rumors is there's some there's some massive restructuring happening at Konami, or it's or there or it is Hideo Kojima departing his relationship with Konami. We don't even we don't even know, but it's, uh, but the things that did happen was uh, they've removed the you know a, a, a Hideo Kojima Productions logo off all the Metal Gear artwork, all the uh, box art. All, pretty pretty they, uh, much all the PR materials is removing yeah. his name off it and just putting a you know I think a Konami Studios production or something like that. Yeah, they were actually they were doing that too with the uh, there was the weekly like video podcast that they would do, um, mm-hmm. but they also they they took his name off of that and I think they they suspended it indefinitely for now. I think until they they sort all this stuff out. Um, yeah, but since then Konami and Kojima have both I think released statements saying that he is still committed to work on Phantom Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so obviously, so this won't affect Phantom Pain, and that's still yeah. going to be coming out. Yeah. So I mean, I have but, a feeling that uh, that Phantom Pain is just kind of like content complete at this moment. So right now, yeah, it's just I would, bug testing and making sure whatever yeah. that weird online. I'm works. sure. I'm sh- yeah. They've announced a release date. It's it's within you know a few months of release at this point. So you know, I, I'm sure that doesn't affect it. Um, but again, it it, it kind of throws. Uh, you know, it, it depends on what uh, Konami, I guess, will be doing with. Uh, you know, future Metal Gear games because uh, yeah. they said, you know, oh, we're going to be looking at you know hiring a new team that'll work exclusively. I mm-hmm. feel like it's going to kind of be a situation kind of like with um, uh, Bungie and Halo where it's kind of right. like, you know, Microsoft will kind of, you know, Microsoft set up 343 to kind of take over mm-hmm. uh, producing future or, Metal Gear games. Or so. when Cliffy B left and you right, know, yeah. Microsoft still owns Gears and they just kind of have been right. kind of farming out that franchise to people. Right. Um, so I feel like that's going to probably be a similar situation. Uh, mm-hmm. The only game, the only thing I'm worried about is uh, what this means for Silent Hills. Um, because, again, we don't know, you know, that was under development by, mm-hmm. by uh, Kojima Productions and Konami was going to be publishing it. Uh, we don't know what the status of that game is yet. And I hope I hope it doesn't get canceled. I really don't. But it, it could be a possibility, I guess, depending on what the, what the, the contract was like. No, I think this is just kind of prep work for an initial corporate separation. So, like, I, I, you know, I still think he's still going to be working on Silent Hills, but I think it's more of a, I, I, I think, I think it's Kojima shifting to do. I think it's Kojima shifting to do his own thing, and yeah. I mean, the guy has said that this has been his last Metal Gear since Metal Gear Solid Four. I think he's ready he's, to. It sounds he's, like he's yeah. been ready to move on from Metal Gear, and like, I'm, I'm okay with him letting. I'm okay with him moving on. Like, uh, I know uh, Tony, a friend of ours from the Coalition. Is crazy. He's like, it's not Metal Gear without Kojima and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I think I think in I, I think that is like maybe part of it is that he may want to move on and, and do other things. But again, yeah, I think like Kojima is such is the figure you know such the the figurehead of that franchise that it you know again it is kind of like you know I can't really think of a good another good example right now. But it's like you know you're taking that entity out of it and it's like what are you left with you know. Hmm. Um, but like I said, we we don't even know the level of involvement that he's in anymore these days. Like, is he even is he writing the story? Is he you know what 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 part does director is he doing? Is he just directing cutscenes? I mean, I feel like his involvement with the franchise has been kind of step back and more of like an overseer type thing and make sure everyone's just following his kind of unique vision. 
But right. I, I think at this point, I, I, if, if you give Metal Gear to the hands of a competent studio, I'm pretty sure the game will be just fine. It, you know, I feel like this happens a lot in like comic books when like a certain artist writer team leaves a character and say, I don't care. If Scott Skyner's leaving Batman, I don't want to read Batman anymore. It's like, no, I mean the character still exists and I'm pretty and you put it someone who knows what they're doing, like yeah, yeah I think comics is maybe the best thing. Because it's like, yeah, Batman's been around for seventy five years. Yeah, Bill Finger and Bob Kane did not work on Batman this whole time and no one boycotted when they stopped working on the character. Other people had a, you know took a crack at it. And I think that's that's just kind of the evolution of certain franchises. Again, not the same people are going to be on there. I'm like we're still going to get more Gears games without Cliffy B and I'm sure those games will be fine. But yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, but I mean, like yeah, I think the question is is does does you know does does the franchise make the man or does the man make the franchise? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, I mean, he starts it off right. I mean, you create. Yeah, something. I mean, but sometimes it helps to get fresh blood in, you know, to mm. to get you know new ideas in. Like you know, I feel like with uh, again using Halo as an example, like when Halo when uh, three four three you know worked on Halo four, and I still I really enjoyed Halo four. Like even though mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't made by Bungie, but it still still felt like a Halo game, and it was really good. Yeah, like I said, if 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 you go to a, a hand, a put it in the hands of a good team, I think I think you'll be just fine. And I and I feel like people treat Metal Gear like such a sacred cow that it's just kind of like guys, it's Metal Metal Gear is maybe an average anime, the way I see. It. It's a nice yeah. looking average <laughs> anime. It's it's yeah. military, like it's a military fan. It's like what a thirteen year old thinks the military is like. And selling yeah, that, I, and selling, yeah, it's kind of like when, like, oh, he's in the CIA, he must like race cars and play poker. It's like, no, it's a lot of going through garbage and reading emails. Like that's it's, yeah, it's glamorous <laughs> thing. So yeah, he knows how to Hollywood, a you know, a, an idea, and and, uh, and going in cardboard boxes to hide from enemies. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a silly dumb game. And if you tell if you can't tell me another Japanese studio can't make a ridiculous military fantasy game, I, I find that hard to believe. Like uh, you know, you can appreciate what Hideo Kojima has done, but I don't think. He, I don't think the franchise withers and dies without him there. Like I, I think there's enough, there's enough lore, there's enough material where it's like, yeah, just give this to someone, they can work with it. Like you know, it's, it's with, with Gears and Halo, it happens. You know, it, Silent Hills, Silent Hill used to be good, and then it, you know, that's maybe the exception. It's like, ah, not the original people work on it. It's kind of like hot trash. I mean, Resident Evil. I mean. The, was good at it one point. It was, was good at some point. You know, it picked up at four. There was a different team entirely, and and then he made uh, the Evil Within, which probably not. Uh, no, not not a not a. No, favorite. you know what? You know what? Maybe they should stick with Metal Gear. Like. <laughs> But I but I can understand the guy's been working on this game for twenty years. Like let him. I I think he's allowed a breather. Like he's allowed to move on. Does he? Maybe he wants to direct. Maybe he wants just to hit, do a food blog. Let him just do his thing. Like <laughs> I just he's all I think his, he's always enough goodwill to be like you know what we we as the as the as the as the as the, as the mob fan you know what you can go I, I I release you Hideo Kojima live your life okay do it. I'd be okay with that. So, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you know Capcom figures out like, hey, let's do a, a collections again and release that on Xbox One. Or I, I, my, in my head, the way I want Metal Gear Solid Five to end because, in 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 my opinion, the end of the franchise was Metal Gear Solid Four. That was Hideo Kojima's love letter to the fans, and like, I'm wrapping all this up. And then Konami said, "Too damn bad. We need more. Make more games." So I, I have a feeling the whole uh, Phantom Pain, where you're kind of big boss building a base and blah blah blah. You you know you go through your 30, 40 hours. You build your base. You're you're the hero. You save the day. I think the final four to six hours is you play Solid Snake infiltrating your base that you built to kill uh, Big Boss and like all his lackeys as bosses as like mini bosses and stuff. 
Oh, okay. So that, that I'm, I'm just putting that out there because if they do it, I'm going to like refer to this podcast and be like, see that time I said that right? I should make games. <laughs> I, I, I hear just be like, I called it and you know, the, and, and that. So I called it after I released Hideo Kojima. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that it, it's weird. I'm developing and I contacted my friend over who does a PR at Konami, for Konami. I was like, hey, anything happening? Any, anything you want to tell me about Hideo Kojima? And the response was, we have no comment at this moment. And I was like, ooh, that was a PR answer? Okay. <laughs> that was an angry PR answer. But, uh, yeah, it looks like they're ready to... Uh, yeah, I, he's ready to move on. I think we'll be fine. But it, it's okay. It, the, the, the Phantom Pain will come out. It's got a release date. It's, it's probably done. It's just polish. Come September, we'll forget about Kojima anyway. So we'll be fine, Ryan. Uh, next. Oh, Spotify is on PS4, finally. It is, yeah. It just came out today. And it's awesome. Yes, you don't even have you don't even have to have a premium membership. You can just run it straight up. You're gonna you can have some ads, but if you do have an existing Spotify account, you can just link it, and you'll go commercial free, and you'll play it over your games. Uh, the only thing you cannot do is capture game footage while you have music going on in the background. It's all copyrighted stuff. So I tried using my yeah. I was trying to use my capture kit, and it's like if you want Spotify, and you have to enable HDPC, uh, HCPD, or what's that called? I forgot uh, the yeah. acronym. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Th- that thing that lets you not capture things. Uh, if if you turn on Spotify, you have to take that. You have to turn that on, which is unfortunate. But I guess it makes sense because if you are making YouTube videos, you're just asking for copyright hits and for copyright strikes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know what? Like I was playing Bloodborne, and I just had my music going, and I was like, this is I'm I'm at a good place playing this. They're actually, it was funny in my uh, in my uh, Spotify article that I wrote about it. Uh, someone said. Uh, Bloodborne plus like Mozart music equals heaven, and I was like, you know what? That actually would work perfectly. But yeah, it is pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, especially because I know a lot of people said like, oh, I'll use this for like MLB the Show, or I'll mm. use it for uh, you know Drive Club, and like, yeah, it's pretty cool. MLB the Show is great because there's a lot of times you're doing batting practice, and yeah. and usually the soundtrack in MLB the Show is just god awful music, like whatever whatever garbage Sony licensed out, and. Yeah. And just putting your own tracks there while you're doing batting practice or just, you know, you're a bat. Like, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, because I actually, like, you know, that, that's a feature I kind of miss with the new consoles is, like, custom, you know, ability to make custom soundtracks or mm-hmm. have, like, your own music playing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because usually, like, uh, you know, back in my, th- you know, my 360 days, uh, you know, I'd use that all the time, especially, mm-hmm. like, for podcasts. I'd like to listen to podcasts while I was playing, uh, playing games. And so, uh, you know, this is a step, you know, in the right direction. And I feel like Spotify is obviously a good, you know, platform to do that with. Um, you know, the Spotify... Uh, is exclusive, I think, for PlayStation. They have, like, yeah, I don't know if it's a limited exclusivity, but uh, for now, it's exclusive only to the PS4. And like I said, it's I'm, a sure, great... I'm sure it'll probably come to 360 yeah. at some, like, or uh, Xbox at some yeah, point. But six months a year, maybe, but uh, probably probably some kind of limited exclusivity deal. So, uh, but it's good because now they time perfectly because there's actual games to play on PS4 right now, which is yeah, just uh, Speaking of music, Ryan, uh, welcome to Los Santos is the newest album. <laughs> Coming to Grand Theft Auto V to coincide with the PC release date. Um, it is. Uh, I, I use the I use the term fresh beats because I'm cool. Uh, it is the, the you want to hear the track list? Uh, yeah, go for it. Let's. let's and do you it. can tell me if you've actually heard of any of these bands. Uh, there's going to be a new station when you're playing the game called the Lab, and okay. uh, and the 14 tracks are Gangrene, Play It Cool featuring Samuel. Samuel T. Herring of Future Islands in Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, Absol Trouble featuring Aloe Black. Tunde Adebimpe Speedline Miracle Masterpiece featuring Sal P. and Sincane. 
<laughs> MC Ite and Freddie Gibbs. Welcome to Los Santos featuring Kokane. Or is it cocaine? Oh, maybe it's probably cocaine. Phantogram, K-Y-S-A. Vibs Cartel, Fast Life. King Avril, 20s, 50s, and 100s featuring ASAP Fergie. M-N-D-R, Lock and Load featuring Killer Mike. Uh, Pop Can, Born Bad featuring Freddie Gibbs. E-40, California featuring Damn Funk and Ariel Pink. Waves, Leave. <laughs> Currency with a little uh, uh, dollar sign for the S. Yep. Freddie Gibbs, uh, Fetty, uh, Little Dragon, Wanderer, Action Bronson, and Danny Brown. Bad news. Uh, I have no idea who any of these people are. I have heard of one of these bands, and that is it. So I'm <laughs> it's like, old, that's it. I must be old as dirt. Where I'm just reading, I'm reading these band names like my dad. Pop can? Like what? What's that? Yeah, I would say Action Bronson is the only one I know of, and yeah. otherwise that's it. So. Uh, but yeah, that'll be available on iTunes uh, April 21st, a uh, week after the PC release date. And if you're, you know, if you're just cruising Robin Banks, you can just switch to the lab and hear these new, tr- hear these new tracks. Uh, I'm gonna be very curious when that PC version comes on, see what kind of mod support. Well, I mean, worse comes to worse. You don't like the track list? You have that handy new Spotify app that you can use to put on your own jams. (laughs) Just to to overwrite (laughs) the radio stations. Uh, Mortal Kombat X, Ryan. Got a bunch of new characters. Yes. Uh, Yeah, there's been... I was going to say, I I feel like I've been writing at least like four or five articles a week on that game. (laughs) They've been releasing so much new new information about it. Uh, Uh, so, So who are the new characters, Ryan? Um, let's see. Well, more recently they re- revealed uh, Liu Kang will be uh, coming back to the game, one of the classic Mortal Kombat characters. Uh, zombie Liu Kang. Oh, no, like Demon Liu Kang. Yeah, He's demon Him and Kung Lao go bad. It's Zombie, zombie Demon Liu Kang. Uh, but more specifically, in the last couple weeks, they revealed the characters that will all be part of the Mortal Kombat, uh, the Mortal Kombat pack, uh, or the... the co- Combat something. It's combat the, it's, pack. It, yes, the right. combat pack. It's the uh, the season pass essentially for the game. Uh, so it's going to include four characters. Uh, so it's going to include two uh, Mortal Kombat classic combat characters, uh, which are Tanya and Trevor. Tremor, I mean, sorry. Uh, I said Trevor. I, I was thinking GTA. We were, talking, <laughs> we, were, we were talking GTA 5. And I he was would thinking, make a great Mortal Kombat character. He would, he would be psychopath great. Psychopath Trevor. Just, <laughs> he, he hits you right, with his me, Jeep and does like yeah. a bunch of crystal meth before he murders you. As good as he would be, let me get that right. So it's Tanya and Tremor are the two <laughs> classic combat characters. He was a brown ninja? Was he? In the, uh, classic yeah, one? He, he has he has like some kind of rock powers or whatever. Okay. He can like, like that, that kind of thing. I don't okay. know my Mortal Kombat very well, so yeah. I, but, I uh, used to be really into the Mortal Kombat lore up until like Armageddon of all things. And I was yeah, like, really, I, I, like, I love the Sub Zero. Was it the Sub Zero anthology? The Sub Zero Chronicles was like a weird side scroller. The Shaolin Monks was a really fun game. I played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they also revealed the two guest characters. Uh, so probably enough on Friday the 13th, they revealed Jason Voorhees will be yes. one of the, uh, which I'm very excited about. I love I love Jason. So yes, and yes, then yes, uh, yes, yes. the uh, other one will be the Predator from the Predator yes, movies, which is which is pretty exciting. So I thought like the the way they revealed him in the trailer was pretty awesome, where they showed him kind of like in his invisibility, just decloaking, mm. and then he like, you hear like the clicking yes. noise they do. It was pretty awesome. So I'm I'm looking forward to both those characters. Awesome. I'm getting really excited for Mortal Kombat. I'm not a fighting game person, but I was such a fan of the single player and how they uh, and I you know I might actually replay that game for like a video feature and just just play through the story of Mortal Kombat. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't actually really play any of the new uh, the is... new Mortal Kombat, and I didn't get to, I didn't play that or Injustice, and uh, you know oh, it, it was kind of so good. 
Yeah. The, the way I compare it to, it's kind of like uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, the movie, where they just said, hey, you know those other previous movies you saw that were really bad? And, we're like, just going to forget about them. Yeah, we're just going to wipe the slate clean. We're going to pretend like <laughs> we're just going to retcon the hell out of that. Don't even worry about it. So they do the same exact thing here. Like, in one game, they literally go back and just destroy all the continuity up to Armageddon because they do time traveling. So it basically yeah. is they go back, Raiden goes back, and he saves... Uh, he saves uh, Smoke from becoming a robot, but then Sub-Zero becomes a robot and just screws everything up. And then, <laughs> and then Sindel wakes up and kills everyone. Like she, I, think, I think she's the one that kills Liu Kang and uh, Kung Lao. But yeah, they just people get murdered left and right and turn into <laughs> monsters. I was like, what? You get to yeah. see human, human Cyrax and Sector, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're human in that one. You can see Cabal as a human. It's insane, Ryan. I, uh, I'm gonna replay. When this game? When does this game come out? Uh, April? Uh, April. April 14th is when the it first. Awesome. Comes out. I'm definitely gonna play through a video feature where I play through the whole entire story of uh, Mortal Kombat 9 because it's so goddamn good. Uh, yeah. All right, so we did the track list. We did that. Uh, we're gonna end it on this final bit of news. Ryan, uh, you're not in Russia, are you? Uh, I am not in Russia. Not this time. Maybe some <laughs> point in the future, but. Well, if you ever find yourself in Russia and you have a PC and you want to play some Halo, you might want to check out Halo Online. It uh, is... Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is most certainly a thing. Uh, 343 Industries announced that they're bringing a free-to-play Halo game to the Russian market with Halo Online. Uh, it's going to be running off a modified Halo 3 engine, and it's going to be optimized for low-end PCs. Uh, and there's no word whether it's going to come out here... Um, I thought this was actually an amazing idea. Because I think it's Russia, pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Russia has always been such a hotbed, and in a lot of countries in Europe, it's always been a hotbed for just games being pirated, or like you did, the consoles don't get much penetration there because they're so goddamn expensive for them, including the, with, the, with the taxes and all that stuff. It's just, and, like, and people's just annual incomes don't make, there's no disposable income to spend to justify the 100 million ruples. Do they still use ruples? I don't know what they use in Russia. Uh, ruples <laughs> yeah. to spend on a next-gen console. So yeah, everyone's, everyone is using a PC. And, you know, and most PC games don't release in that region, so that's why you have so much piracy. So online games like you know like or free to play games like say like uh, you know uh, Team Fortress and uh, like CS:GO or anything like that or Dota's and stuff they do really well there because that's the only thing people can actually play legitimately. So yeah, they're doing this. There's a good video online for it. A uh, lot of uh, customization options like you can buy gear and all that stuff. It looks kind of neat. I I'm kind of curious to see what the what the setup is like because I would love to uh, try that game out and see what it looks like. In motion, but it looks you know looks like there's some of the classic Halo maps and also just some of the original ones that are being made, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see where it ties into kind of the overall Halo like lore. Is this all just Infinity simulations or anything like that? Uh, and yeah, we saw the. Have you noticed that they're really pushing hard Halo Five Guardians in commercials lately? Uh, yeah, actually, it was funny actually when I was watching uh, the Walking Dead season finale yeah, this past same Sunday. Here. They uh, they debuted uh, two new trailers for Halo Five Guardians, so uh, I think I you know I think it's definitely like a good push because it is gonna be, so it's coming. Uh, they actually so they revealed the release date for the game will be the end of October. Um, awesome. So you know, I feel like this is the start of their big push for especially because you know with with both Nintendo and uh, Sony kind of withdrawing their big uh, fall releases this year, mm. you know pushing them to next year or beyond. Like this is Microsoft's 
fall to lose basically because they've got yeah Halo, I mean they've they've got Halo they've got Tomb Raider they've got you know they've got so many big guns coming out at the see, end of this I, year. I think Tomb Raider is really important because not an Uncharted is pushed aside like where are people going to get got, their where are people going to get their adventuring uh, I, event fix like my, I was gonna say as soon as like Nintendo and Sony pulled out their big Microsoft I I texted uh, Tony and I said like you know oh. Microsoft just got really happy because they're 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 fall, the, fall, the fall is theirs now basically which, unless, is, which unless, is awesome. I mean unless you know we have to wait and see because obviously Sony Sony's gonna have to push something out for for the fall you know to get a big game in their fall schedule so I'm sure at E3 they'll probably have some surprises in there. Uh, someone suggested to me Uncharted HD trilogy which I. Ugh. Am groaning at, but probably will happen. So no, thank but, uh, you. yeah, but but uh, yeah, I was saying nothing says like we have nothing to release, like a like a, uh, a remastered collection announcement. Yeah, I yeah, but um, but actually, yeah, the trailers like those commercials that they released for uh for Halo Five Guardians got me they, really interested in the game. They, they were really cool. cool. Yeah, I actually, the main I, guy from Nightfall is a Spartan. Who knows? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I was say, because, like, before that, I honestly really have not had a huge interest in Halo 5, but, you know, with the commercials, I'm kind of like, okay, like, I don't have an Xbox One, but I'm like, you know what, this this looks this looks promising, so yeah, that's sort of the idea looks cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and I like kind of, like, uh, it's it's a new chapter of Halo, so I'm hopefully they're not referring too much, because, man, I, I, someone referred to the Halo lore as being just dense, and, man, that is the most appropriate word to describe all the nonsense that's going on in the Halo yeah. universe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd say dense is the right word, I feel convoluted maybe a little. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, like, sure. Yeah, I feel like that's a better description of it, just because I've never followed the lore very much, like, at all, and I just kind of don't understand well, it. it's, every it's time weird, just like... because it's so, like, multi-layered. Like, you can stick to just the human conflict where, like, the Spartans were created to suppress human, you know, rebellions going on in their human worlds, and then these aliens invaded because they're jerks, and then they had to repurpose the Spartans to fight aliens, and then it just kind of gets into this other layer of just alien politics within each other, and you're just kind of like, wow, um... Cortana, what do I do? What's happening? Who's the didact? Like, it's just, oh man, Halo, I, I can't. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see the Guardians, just because I, I like me seeing Spartans shoot each other. And, uh, and that, and that trailer, and that trailer for Walking Dead was really, really cool because they showed like they flip sides, like Locke, you know, confronting a wounded chief, and now it's Chief confronting a wounded Locke. I'm like, who's it telling was, the truth? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. I liked how they did that. It was, it was pretty slick. So. Uh, yeah, they have that whole weird ARG campaign called Hunt the Truth. If you follow the hashtag, you bodily. Uh, hopefully it ends up what they did, because I, I was one of those people that did the I Love Bees thing back yeah, in college, yeah. where when you ultimately solved it, it was like, hey, we're actually going to be showing off Halo at, all, at movie theaters all over the country. So if you come, you can play Halo 2 online. So yeah, I went there with my buddies. We went to one of the AM, I think it was an AMC, and they had like uh, five or six screens of... Uh, big screens of people just playing Halo, and you know, you all took tar- everyone did a match, and everyone jumped in, and you're just watching this big screen of things happening. It was amazing. So hopefully, yeah. it, it'll lead to something cool like that. But uh, probably, yeah, I would assume. I would assume so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a game. It, it, Microsoft, when the marketing push is happening, we're just seeing like the beginning of the media blitz because this is gonna get crazy, Ryan. Yeah, there's gonna be Halo everywhere. Yep, yep. Everywhere. All, all <laughs> the Mountain Dews, all the Doritos, just the Halo sneakers, I bet. Just, oh, man, I, I, I can't wait. I, I love seeing the whole media circus behind it because a part of me is just like, oh, this is... Re- all this money spent on what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, I think that's it. We're, we're, we, we are done with news, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, what are you playing? What, what's what's going to occupy your time? 
uh, Dying in Bloodborne is going to be occupied by time. So uh, yeah, I'm probably going to. I uh, I didn't get to play a lot of it, a whole lot of it last week, uh, but I'm definitely planning on doing uh, some more streams, hopefully, of, of Bloodborne throughout uh, throughout this week. Um, let's see. Yeah, I talked about Life is Strange, Bloodborne. Um, that's pretty much yeah. Bloodborne's pretty much been been it for me. That's that's been the big one. So and then uh, yeah. Oh, actually yeah. I uh, played through the order this weekend as well. I got uh, I got a copy of that. What did uh, I didn't ask? I didn't ask what you thought of it. What did you what did you, you I thought I I kind you know I agree with like what a lot of other people were saying. Uh, I was surprised. I was surprised that like I actually did finish the game. I think in about six hours, which was you know I was kind of hoping to spend a little more time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think totaling up my time, I spent about six hours. And then it's a little it. more. There's- and then there's yeah, nothing more. Like, it is it is kind of a one and done deal, um, you know, which is a shame. You know, I might go back and play it again and do maybe some of the trophies or like the collectibles and all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually like it was surprising because like I I really liked the story and the atmosphere and the presentation were all really good, but I thought the gameplay was probably the weakest part of it for me because it was just kind of generic like third person, you know, just like high, just high walls. Like there wasn't yeah there wasn't there wasn't really like a whole lot to it, and you know especially because like it had it has such a cool premise and like the weapon Weapons are really cool, but it doesn't really like fully utilize any of yeah, them. Yeah, like, you mean the cool weapons you only use like twice in the game, like. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it was cool because all the, the the special weapons you get to use are really cool, like the thermite rifle and the, the arc gun. You know, you get to, but you. I like the lightning you, bazooka thing. Yeah, the yeah the bazooka in that same level was pretty cool. But, you know, once you kind of use them, you know, that was kind of it. Other than those weapons, I kind of stuck with like the same. Like, I'd use like the carbine, and I'd basically yeah. just take that and, and yeah. But, uh,. I hope I hope they can maybe like cause obviously they're they're priming the game for a sequel and you know they, I'm sure it'll probably happen. Um, you know obviously the game and also the game looked amazing. Like it was probably one of the best looking console games I've ever seen in my life and it was it was fantastic looking. Um, you know but I I hope maybe that if they you know when they do a sequel they can maybe pull in Assassin's Creed and be like okay here's the potential of the the series and then you know the sequel can expand on it and make it better. So. Hopefully we'll we'll see me, how that goes. But. Let me let me ask you this: do you, do you do you think that game would have benefited with some multiplayer, co-op or deathmatch or? I think co-op, yes. Multi competitive multiplayer, not necessarily. Hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah, and, and, I, I, don't. and I only ask because so much of the game is you have companions the whole time. Like there's always a oh, or a team of dudes with you. I easily could have seen it, you know, being a co- uh, being a co-op game because like so much of it reminded me, like uh, I think more so Gears than Uncharted. Like you know, it has like the Uncharted, the very story hem- emphasis, heavy emphasis no, on it. It's got the Gears so, like, talk though. Like that was, I think that was, the, I think that was the biggest thing that drove me nuts during the order is how much time is spent walking down hallways or in, in like you know very slowly <laughs> or whatever. And you know, it just it was interesting and like obviously the environments are beautiful mm-hmm. to look at, but like still, it's like you're okay. I'm walking and listening to someone yeah, talk to me through the radio. It, and it's it's a very last gen kind of narrative tool. It's a, it's it's a last yeah. I was just, it, it felt very much like a last gen game with new mm. gen you know polish. Right. Like, yeah. It looked and, it looked incredible, but it did nothing new that we haven't seen last gen. Yeah. And and, and I think the ultimate problem for, with the order was that it was just all this unneeded pressure on it because at the time it was the only PS4 exclusive. For a while, that people were looking forward to. So this game had all this yeah. un, un, uh, all this undue pressure. I think yeah, everyone thought it. it, it everyone the, it needed to be the second coming of Jesus, and it wasn't. Everyone, even... <laughs> everyone, th- everyone thought it was the one. It was going to be like yeah. the one, the, the one to bring us to the promised land of, mm. of next no, gen. No, like. 
And it was fine. I think, and and I think it wouldn't have drove people nuts if like other things were released alongside with it and be like, oh, either it's not bad. And then yeah, I think I think that's a good way to put it. Is it was a fine game. Like yeah. you know, like it was good. It yeah. didn't have anything exceptional about it. Uh, obviously, except the visuals. The visuals were the best part of it. And it mm-hmm. looked amazing. But uh, you know, it's it's you know definitely a, an average game for me that like I I thought had some above average elements. But yeah, uh, yeah. but that was it. I enjoyed my time with it. It was short, but I I had a good time with it. So. Awesome. And uh, same here. I'm playing some lot of Bloodborne. I'm I'm committed to. I'm gonna beat this game at some point. Like I'm 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 investing investing a lot of time into it. Yeah. It, it's gonna happen. And I'm and I like being involved in like the whirlwind of just talking about it. And like it's such a water cooler game. And I love like oh did you do this? Yeah. I'm like oh no. Like how'd you get that fucking hat? I want that top hat. And like oh you gotta buy it within. I'm like oh cool. So there's a lot of that going on, which I always appreciate. Uh, Axiom Verge. I'm really if, if I feel like if I do give up on Bloodborne, it's because I'm playing a lot of Axiom Verge. And I, that game, yeah. is, that game is so, it's so good, like uh, surprisingly good. And I remember seeing it at PAX, and from a distance, like, ah, oh, it's not bad. It's a, it, it's another Super Metroid clone. And then when you get your hands on, like, it, it plays really well. Yeah, it's a Super Metroid kind of like Super Metroid inspired, let's say. But it, it I, I like it. It's, it's, it's really, really good. So if you get a chance, check out my episode of Joysticking with George. Where I play about a half hour of it or so, and also my, uh, my Bloodborne episode where you. <laughs> Get to see me. Both episodes, I die a lot, so you get to see that and uh, me make fun of the main character Trace and his button chops. But uh, but I think that's it, Ryan. We're gonna I'm gonna, we're gonna call it here, Ryan. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. And when th- we're not when we're not dying in Bloodborne <laughs> over and over and over again. And thank you guys, the listeners, the viewers, the, the, the constant supporters of the dumb things we do. Keep listening to the Shotcast. Uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Buy a t-shirt from our TeePublic site. Uh, keep keep checking out our videos and, and our news articles and, and, and follow us on Twitter at DualShockers. And just, just, you know, thank you so much for the support. And thank you, Ryan. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Bye. You died. Yeah.